You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget here on Moody Radio 89.3. Well, church leaders appear to be largely split in their understanding, their outlook, and even comfortability with using artificial intelligence in ministry. We're going to find out about a research project headed up by Glue, a technology platform that looks at the intersection of church ministry and technology. Brad Hill is joining us. Thank you so much, Brad. Thank you, guys. Great to be on this morning. Yeah, tell us about glue. Why why can't you spell glue properly? Uh, <laughs> what does it stand for? <laughs> well, yeah, great great question. Glue, um, in a sense, we connect things across the church. So I suppose uh, oh, you know you, you can go. look at it that way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for people listening, it's spelled G L O O. And quite honestly, I think that's probably just back in the day we were getting our domain name, and that was the closest one available. Um, <laughs> But at least we can at least we can understand technology maybe better than we can spell. There you go. Well, technology is leading in all sorts of different ways, and we keep hearing about artificial intelligence. And let's just set the groundwork here and understanding what we're even talking about. If there is a simple way to describe artificial intelligence, how would you do that? Sure. Well, artificial intelligence actually has been with us for a couple of decades, it covers a wide range of things, but it's really just the use of different types of knowledge that get applied to a job. When you talk to Siri on your phone, or maybe when Amazon recommends products to you, all those things are really just gathering, you know, past information, using it to feed through maybe some decision type of process to come out at the other end with an answer or a recommendation And I think that a lot of us have just suddenly become aware of AI because really in this last year, there's been some interesting changes and some interesting advances and things like ChatGPT, if you've heard about that, or other models that are are starting to really do some advanced things with language. But we've been looking at this for quite a while, and we're really fascinated with how it sort of intersects the church and our faith in general. Have we given this more credit than it deserves because the word intelligence is in there? Do do we think it's smarter than us just because the word intelligence is there? Well, that's a great question. So first of all, let's all agree God's ways, God's intelligence is farther and higher than anything we can imagine. (laughs) And so, yeah, I think that name probably throws some people off. And, you know, the other thing that we're really fond of saying and reminding ourselves is that God is not surprised by AI, Mm. just like anything else that we devise here as, as humans. But it is, a, it is an application of knowledge, in a sense, right? And as Proverbs talks about knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. So it's worth a look, and I think the word intelligence maybe throws some people off, but it also carries a lot of great promise for us if we use it well. Talk to us about this survey that you recently took of pastors and ministry leaders and, and their understanding of artificial intelligence. Yeah, we were really interested to find out what are pastors thinking about this? You know, some of us might have seen the news about churches overseas that did a whole church service with ChatGPT, or should we use AI in, in sermon prep or whatever? So, so we took to a survey uh, nationally and got a great response. And what we found was there were some clear, I would say, dividing lines in a sense uh, between how some pastors are thinking about this new technology I've been around the church and tech for over 20 years, and I can say it feels similar to me as when the internet sort of came out or when other technologies have launched. Initially, you always see some leaders in the church that are really excited by that and others who are a little bit questioning or maybe even downright skeptical. And that, that seems to be where we are. 
the interesting thing about this is it, you said there's a clear dividing line, but I don't think it matters if you're a small church in the Midwest or a larger church in a big city. It's all available to you no matter who you are, right? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter location, size, ethnicity. What we think is interesting is there's almost a dividing line around what, what I would call the personality of a pastor in terms of how they approach something new. 72% of pastors who answered said they feel pretty comfortable understanding AI, but 94%, the overwhelming majority, did say they're concerned about ethical or moral issues. But even with those concerns, about 20 to 30% use AI. Others are not yet so sure. So, you know, where, where you fall as a pastor on kind of your comfort level and, and your excitement or concern that's kind of where the divide seems to be. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Chat GPT already, and what is that exactly, and how does or doesn't that help a pastor in, in um, like, research for a sermon, and is that something they're comfortable with or not? Well, I love that you ask, like, research for a sermon, because sometimes there's already, I've heard a misconception, pastors are just asking AI to write their sermon. Mm-hmm. We have not heard about that, really. I don't think I've ever heard a pastor say that, yeah, I'm just going to kick back and let the computer do all the work. (laughs) But, you know, pastors have used concordances and other tools for a long time, even Google, by the way, to research for their sermon. And so ChatGPT comes along. It's a really interesting tool. It, It allows you to ask plain English questions or, you know, for example, give me three stories in the Bible that relate to marriage. Or what are five verses that would encourage someone going through uh, a mental health struggle? And it can answer you and at least give you those lists or those prompts. And I've heard a lot of pastors say, you know, this, this isn't a replacement for preaching, prayer, letting the Holy Spirit lead. But it did lead me to some thoughts or ideas that I wouldn't have come up with on my own. And so I, I love one pastor just said, you know, I believe the Holy Spirit can use ChatGPT just like that he can use Google. Um, so that's that's been a good posture just to use it, like you said, Bridget, as a research tool in, uh, in getting ready for whatever ministry you're doing. But can it be used in other ways also? Can you get more of a pulse of what's happening in your community maybe? Or if you have an outreach that you'd like to um, maybe initiate in your, in your area, maybe AI could help you even understand if it's worthwhile to do. Or are there opportunities like that out there? Yeah, you know, the, and some of the newer forms of ChatGPT are getting closer to real-time data. The, the original one most people have probably played with actually doesn't search live data. But you're right. You could say, for example, here in South Florida, what have been the top five highest topics that are weighing people down who, who seek out counseling? Or what are examples of ministries in my state that can reach someone in a crisis pregnancy scenario. What I like is a better question would be, what would be a great way for me to encourage, let's say a person going through that life event to seek help? Like, give me the words. ChatGPT can literally help you like phrase a text or an email that you might send with empathy, with scripture. So it's really good at language. It's really good at kind of helping you. I used it the other, other day you know, to to say, how do I encourage a teenager, I happen to have one at home, who is not excited to go back to school and is entering junior year? Like, what can I say to my daughter? Again, I didn't let it write those words for me, but it it gave me some prompts and ideas. And 
I think pastors are starting to seek out just another kind of second opinion from ChatGPT. We are talking with Brad Hill, who's with Glue, and they just recently released some t- some research about church and ministry leaders and how they feel and think about artificial intelligence. Now, with all those benefits that we've kind of talked about here, there are some concerns. And so what are some of those that, that this research raised? I think that, you know, we already mentioned that there there is a overwhelming majority, like, people should take solace that your pastor is probably very mindful and concerned about thinking through the moral and ethical issues here, and especially things like privacy and trust. Those are always bedrock things we should think about with the use of technology. At Glue, we also talk often about relationship. You know, we believe God has wired us to be in relationship and be in community. And so we're looking for all those creative ways that AI can help us and be a useful tool, but it should never replace the relationship. It should support it, but we're, we're making sure that, you know, that leader and even those of us who in our lives, we disciple someone, we lead a group, we, you know, any, any kind of leadership or championing the growth of someone else, that's always what takes primacy. So we're looking for those use cases and ways that this new technology can support that in a trustworthy way. The great news is there's a lot of companies, there's a lot of ministries, et cetera, that, that have already created some really nice tools. And one of the things we're doing now from the survey is we've created something called a trust council that pulls people in from across the church and even industry. And we, we hope to be creating some standards. We hope to be creating some guidelines for any church, any pastor, so they can feel more confident when they try to use these tools, knowing that they're doing so well. You know, when we look back at history, the church was at the forefront of education and healthcare and the arts, and uh, you just go down the list. Are you seeing this as the church needs to be also known as at the forefront of AI? Is, is that what one of the goals of Glue would be? Well, it's a good question, Eric. I don't think that we're necessarily, we're not pro-AI per se. We do believe that Whenever a new innovation comes around, and like you said, almost every other part of culture is going to use that tool to its benefit. Like you said, arts, education, technology, politics. At a minimum, we would say those of us in the faith community should explore the use of that same capability. The church has history of maybe lagging in certain cases behind other parts of culture. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but we don't think it's optional for us to look at any ways we could use this new technology, just like, you know, in centuries past, the church adopted the printing press, the church adopted the internet, broadcast television, radio, etc. So we're just trying to give confidence to those leaders to say, this feels like it could be a useful tool. How could we and how should we use it well, while always clinging, you know, tightly to the, the centrality of Scripture the truth of the gospel. We never want to water those things down. But yeah, it'd be great to see the church not just kind of lag or keep up, but maybe lead in certain ways. And we think there could be an opportunity to do that. Well, you can find out more about this specific research project, but also more about Glue and the way that they're really at the forefront of the intersection of technology and the church. Brad Hill has been with us. Brad, thank you so much for your time today. It's my pleasure. Thank you, guys. Can I just ask, is there anything else, maybe outside of AI, that Glue is looking into that you find interesting that we might 
want to talk to you about down the road a little bit. Well, one of the things we're excited, even in South Florida, we've been progressively working with more and more ministries who are finding people who have needs, who want prayer, who need connection, but they're not necessarily just wandering into churches. We call these people explorers. We're excited, actually, within the next few weeks, we're going to cross a quarter million of these people who we've been able to connect into local churches. We're doing that with a, a variety of campaigns. And in doing that, we've learned a lot about what are some of the felt needs? What are the top subjects that people are saying, hey, I, I don't normally go to church, but if the church could help me with this thing in my life, I would be interested. And so uh, anytime we can come help give you guys a little bit of a real-time view of what people are thinking in South Florida or beyond, we, we'd love to do that because we think it's good for church leaders to know the pulse of their community. Fascinating. It is fascinating. We've got a link to glue as well at ericandbridget.org. Brad, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, guys.